Today we're going to be talking a lot about tips and tricks on filmmaking and Gary's lifestyle um, and how he got to where he is today. Um, we welcome Gary on here. Gary, can you tell us a little about yourself? Um, short bio would be amazing. Yeah, sure. Uh, I am originally from Oklahoma. I am. Uh, I have a wife and three beautiful kids. Uh, we moved here to Dubai like five and a half, almost six years ago. Uh, Dubai is amazing. It is heaven in the winter and hell in the summer. Uh, <laughs> thankfully, they have a lot of fun stuff to do here in Dubai that's uh, indoors. So the, the summer, we do mostly indoor activities. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I'm the director at Dubai Film, uh, creative director at X Dubai. Um, we do all kinds of stuff at Dubai Film and X Dubai. I love sports. I love anything that has to do with like adventure and sports and anything along those lines. That's what I do on the X Dubai side. On the Dubai Film side, we do a full range of all kinds of stuff. We do commercial shoots, we do feature films, um, and everything in between, like even, even small little Instagram videos sometimes. So yeah, uh, we love it here. And, uh, excited to be on with you guys right on right on yeah before um we were talking you said you were working a little with mission impossible i don't know if it's the second or third one um as well which is super exciting as well yeah it's it's like the seventh one actually so yeah it's uh oh yeah, it's really exciting yeah right. <laughs> they've made a lot yeah i mean he that guy's a legend jeez tom cruise is amazing I want to be like him when I grow up. Like the guy is, uh, I mean, he's an older guy, but he's still full on doing his own stunts. Like everything is him. Uh, every every single shot, it's Tom Cruise. You know, which is not normal in that industry. Um, so yeah, it was it was uh, it was a good time. I was the aerial DOP for for this segment of the the shoot uh, in Abu Dhabi, and so yeah, it was a, it was an amazing. Uh, amazing experience uh man you know a, a set like that it's like it's a lot of people uh and I, i'm sure less at the moment because of covid they're trying well not trying they're doing a very good job of managing that whole situation uh but still like a feature film set is is huge uh, feature films are not well i would say feature films and commercial shoots are not something that I get super excited about because I'm not a, like, I don't, I don't like a ton of people, you know, I feel, especially when I'm directing, I really feel like, like I'm like, it's my job to keep people busy or something, you know, and really that's the assistant director's job and multiple other people. But for some reason, like I feel the weight of that. And so, uh, and I think in, in the, in the long run, I, I really feel like if I can have a smaller uh, team, that we can just get more accomplished. We can, we're, we're more nimble. We can move quickly and, and just get a lot more things accomplished. And so I prefer the, the small shoots. Uh, if we're going to do a, a commercial shoot here in Dubai, like m maybe 10 people, uh, max, uh, is, is enjoyable for me. Uh, so yeah. Right on. I'm guessing you weren't in the, um, last mission impossible shoot where they jumped off the plane. I remember seeing a BTS of that with Tom Cruise. Yeah, Rogue Nation, I think, which uh, I think that segment was also shot in Abu Dhabi, if I remember right. You're talking about where he's hanging on the side of the airplane, right? Yeah, they do the skydiving one. I remember specifically. Oh yeah, 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 that yeah, yeah, yeah. That I think that part's in the U.S. Uh, but the the part where he's hanging on the side of the airplane, 
which by the way, both of those, he's really doing that. He's really hanging on the side of the airplane. He's really jumping out of the back of the airplane. Like, man, the guy's a That's legend. insane. That yeah. is that is insane. When I watched that segment, I was like, I was thinking that Tom Cruise was doing it well, but then I was like, wait, the guy taking the shot of him probably has a harder job. I don't know, right? Like to oh, yeah, yeah, and try to keep like the camera on point, you know? Right. Yeah. We, we work with some of those guys at, at X Dubai as well. Um, some of our athletes even have been in uh, some of the movies like Point Break and, and those kind of things. And yeah, those guys, they're amazing. Like it, it takes a lot. Imagine like you're flying through the air, which already to control yourself takes a little bit of skill, but you have to get a certain shot at the same time, you know, and, and even, especially when you have to move the camera in a certain way, man, it's, uh, those guys have just been practicing for years and years and years to be able to do that kind of stuff. Much respect to them. Right. Right. And going off the topic, how did you get into, um, this like X, sports type of shooting the action sports uh yeah so i was a snowboarder um well baseball player to begin that was like my love and then i got into snowboarding when i was like i think 12 ish and uh and then that was my next love uh i i just man anytime i could get to the slopes i was there and uh out of that well before i got got onto the filmmaking uh, part I actually got into sound uh, with, with some guys uh, from my youth group back home. Uh, some guys were doing live sound, and so I, I started messing around with that, learning from these guys. And then they started playing around with cameras and filming a few things. And so I was doing that with them, and and I really enjoyed it. And so I decided, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna learn how to edit so I can like keep up with these guys. So I, uh, I I worked to buy a MacBook, and I, I'm talking about back. This is like 19. 99 2000 like a macbook was like the the white plastic macbook you know uh and i had never been on a mac before ever but i knew like that's what editors are on is, is mac and final cut so imagine i'm learning uh how to shoot on a video camera and learning a brand new operating system and final cut uh, let's see back then final cut five uh all at the same time like Honestly, I almost broke my machine, <laughs> but I, uh, I learned it over a little bit of time and uh, loved it. And since that point, uh, man, I've, I've been doing it ever since then. Uh, and, you know, you start uh, you start with little videos here and there shooting whatever whatever you can shoot. And, uh, yeah, the, the love just grew after that. And then, of course, uh, because I loved snowboarding, that kind of uh, came together. And then I would say the thing that really uh, – like when you when you see something and you say, "Man, that's what I want to do. I want I want I want to be like those guys." It's when uh, Brain Farm became a thing. I don't know if you guys remember, like Red Bull Media House, Brain Farm, like the Art of Flight, uh, the all all of those uh, sport the snowboarding films. Like, man, when I watched those and like the slow motion stuff that they were doing, man, it killed me. I was just like, I have to do that, you know. And so when. Uh, when I got the call to come visit Dubai, uh, that was their intention. Like this whole ex Dubai thing, uh, that was really their intention is is kind of recreating that whole brain farm feel, and it's really kind of evolved and snowballed uh, since then. And so, yeah, that's that's kind of how I got started. That is awesome. And you said you've been working with Dubai Films for the last five years. Five and a half, almost six. Yeah, yeah. 
Okay. And you're saying that you kind of like started finding interest in like film and action sports back in like 1999. So, you know, in between that time, was that just like a steady progression throughout your career? Like, yeah, yeah, know, yeah definitely. Here? Yeah, definitely steady progression. Uh, so I actually started, I would say like my first uh, jobs in the media world were at churches. Uh, and so like I would be a media director at a church here or there. And yeah, man, it was it was uh, a huge learning experience because like churches nowadays, like, man, they are very media heavy. Like it's full on productions uh, during a service, you know. And so mm -hmm. not only video, uh, it was like sound, which I, I had already been doing quite a bit of sound, but sound and lighting and uh, uh, live streaming. And at one one place that I worked at, uh, they were doing a full on TV show every week. And so, man, it was just I got thrown into the deep end. And uh, I've always kind of had this philosophy that uh, I'll say yes, uh, that if somebody asks me if I can do something, I'll say yes, within reason, you know, and then I'll kind of figure it out along the way. And uh, that started way back when I was younger and uh, man, it continues on still to, to this day. There's been a lot of things since I even started at Dubai Film that I had that I had never done before that uh, when asked, I said, yeah. And then I either picked somebody's brain at Dubai Film or locally here in Dubai to, to learn or I got on YouTube, uh, you know, and, and learned how to do it. And Dubai is just one of those places that there's a lot of opportunity. There's there's a lot of chances to uh to practice, to be honest. Uh, and so um, it's it's served me well to uh, just have the confidence to believe in yourself that, uh, yeah, if that guy can do it, then I can do it. You know, I can figure it out. Maybe I won't be as good as that guy, but uh, I'm sure that I can get close, you know. And uh, yeah. yeah, it's 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 served me well. Yeah, that's that's like the type of mindset I feel like you need to have to become a successful filmmaker because no matter where you started, right? Like if you're learning off YouTube tutorials or even if you went to school, you know, you're always gonna kind of start off from the very bottom. And I feel like a lot of people don't realize that. They kind of want to come out of school and jump right into the industry. Or I, I know a lot of people in school when they come out, like their main goal is to be a director. And it's sure. like you're not gonna jump into the directing role and, and, and start shooting features right away, right? Like you gotta work your your way up the ladder type of thing. And I, I think uh, yeah. having that type of men, mindset is so important. Was there a was there a turning point for you at all? Because I know yeah, I know I could keep on kind of going back, but like you 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 were given the opportunity to go to Dubai and like kind of check it out, right? But you know, how did you get your foot in the door? Was there a portfolio? Was there a job that made yeah, there was. Dubai films? Yeah. Can you talk talk about that? So um my story is interwoven with another guy's story actually from the same area uh tulsa oklahoma so briefly i'll tell a little bit of his story there's a guy named joseph hudson and uh he kind of dove into the world of, of red and as he dove into that world he was able to get him get his hands on one of the first uh new sensors of one of the cameras i can't remember exactly at this point but that was about the time that dubai was also shooting the world air games here in dubai and they wanted to shoot it on red cameras and so joseph uh was one of those guys that got to come over and and shoot the world air games and through him coming here to dubai uh he was able to get a job uh, at dubai film at the very beginning they were just starting dubai film so and this is before i had met joseph at all 
And so then I came to to work in uh, back to Tulsa. Actually, I had been away for some time. I came back to Tulsa and some mutual friends uh, had said, hey, you guys should meet. You're in the same industry. There's this guy named Joseph. He works in Dubai and uh, you guys uh, would hit it off. And so at first we met online and then when he came to town, we had lunch, uh, kind of created a friendship and over uh, a period of like a year and a half, two years, just uh, every time he would come back, we would get together. And when he would talk about Dubai, like the typical American, untraveled American, I, I just thought, oh, it's in the Middle East. It's like probably full of sand and nothing. You know, I didn't know, I didn't know anything about Dubai, right? And, uh, but he kept like dropping these hints like, oh, I think you would like it there. You should come check it out, things like that. Well, what I didn't know is he had been kind of following my work. And at the same, that same time, this is like uh, 2014, uh, that's when drones were coming onto the scene. And so I had kind of been experimenting with drones, like the very first Phantom, uh, and just trying things out here and there, of course, crashing like everybody does. Uh, and I had, I, and, and I really liked it. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to become the best pilot in my area. Like in my head, I thought, okay, if, well, there's also like a gimbal operator, right? I know on a feature film, there's like a gimbal operator, there's a pilot. And the gimbal operator seems so far-fetched to me, like uh, I'll never be able to be a gimbal operator, right? Uh, but I bet I can become a good pilot. So I started uh, flying a lot, like, I mean, every day, like multiple, multiple hours a day. And then uh, I, I, I dove into it so much that I decided I'm going to build my own drone. Because if, if somebody thinks that I'm a good pilot, then they're going to also want me to bring an aircraft that can carry like a cinema camera. So I built an octocopter from like parts online, you know, like some speed controller from this company, a frame from this company, gimbal from this company. And like, I'm talking like soldering, like stuff that uh, I had never done before. So I just learned how to do it. And Joseph had been watching this whole process because I'd been posting it online. And uh, at that point, they just, they were wanting to get into the drone game as well. And so they started having conversations at Dubai Film. Hey, we should bring this guy. So Joseph started dropping a, a few more hints. And at the time, uh, the, the manager at Dubai Film, he, I think he was just kind of impartial um, about me coming. Uh, probably didn't really care, to be honest. <laughs> but uh, I had been, at the same time, shooting a lot, like uh, everyday shooting as well. And doing a lot of editing. And one of the videos that I edited together, uh, GoPro reposted. Um, and actually, man, I need to back up even more. Joseph, uh, one of the things that he said uh, in our conversations, he was like, hey, it's important that you, that you get social media. Because I wasn't on Instagram at the time. He's like, start an Instagram and post the stuff that you're making. Uh, it will help, trust me. So I started doing that. And I don't know, like maybe 10 videos in, uh, GoPro reposted one of my videos. And so of course he showed the manager to buy film. Hey, GoPro thinks he's good, you know? And then like the next day they're like, okay, bring him. And then I woke up the next day and there were plane tickets in my inbox to come to Dubai. So I come to Dubai and, uh, I went straight from the airport to the top of the Burj Khalifa because they were having a launch event for Jetman, a uh, short feature that they had made. And I looked out across the city. Of course, of course I was like absolutely amazed at what they had built here. And uh, yeah, decided like, man, I think uh, I think I think I want to give it a go, see how it goes here. And of course, going back home and talking to my wife about it, she was like, yes, I've always wanted to live in the Middle East, so it was it was a, it was a good fit. So, 
that is an awesome story to see like how far you've come and how almost like the stars aligned in a way. You know what yeah. I mean? People meeting people, taking opportunities to, to kind of, you know, find what you wanted to do. And the entire time you're just following your passion, which is so awesome, you know? There's so many yeah. people who kind of like, you know, jump back and forth between what they want to pursue, but you had like, you know, a vision and you put in the hard work. I could never imagine trying to solder together my own drone. <laughs> like that would just, that would just like, I, I would, I would probably like, I had hurt somebody. Let's just say that. Nice. Um, what are, What is some of the gear that you use now? You know, like you know, back in the day, you're starting with the Phantom One. Now, if I look at your Instagram, you've got some like crazy contraptions and stuff like that. You want to You want to nerd out and tell us a little bit about like your favorite? Oh yeah, sure. Thing to do. I mean, man, I'm I'm like a proper gearhead, so I love that kind of stuff. You know, I started uh, in the mini DV days, so like a Canon GH5, I think, is the very first camera I ever shot on. And then the the first like serious camera that I that I would that I had shot on was an XL1, Canon XL1, which is still mini DV, but we're talking like early early 2000s. Mm -hmm. uh, nowadays, yeah, we shoot with everything: uh, Alexa Mini, uh, Phantom Flex, uh, all the Reds, uh, Sony Venice, uh, anything and everything. But I, I would say like my daily driver, like what I love, because I love backpack rigs. So I, I love the right now because this changes from time to time because I love gear. But right now I really like the Sony A7S III. The color out of it is just amazing. It's uh, <laughs> it's a low light monster, and now it has S Cinetone. So the color is just oof. It's a, well, it's Sony Venice color in the small body, you know. So yeah, I would say like the camera I use the most day to day is an A7S III. But uh, yeah, we we have everything at Dubai film. I mean, we have all kinds of lenses, master primes and, and zooms, and we have techno cranes, we have ultimate arms, we have the world's only ultimate arm boat, which is an absolute like mind blowing thing. Um, so yeah, all the toys for like feature films and all of that. But uh, to be honest, like I love the small stuff. I love getting my backpack with my two A7S3s, a Mavic 2 Pro, a few GoPros, maybe a, a 360, uh, a couple wireless mics, and like, I'm good. Like, let's go on a hike or let's go to another country. Um, like, man, those are the things that I love, the adventures. Like, there was one time we, we were shooting in Nepal, and the athletes that we were shooting were uh, these female like cross country athletes, uh, Spartan race, uh, OCR girls is what we call them, uh, obstacle course racers. And, uh, so they're like, they're pretty hardcore. Like I'm really struggling just to keep up with these guys. And all I have is a GoPro in my hands. And so we're running through the mountains of Nepal and out of nowhere pops this little kid. It starts just running beside me and he speaks perfect English. He's like, hello. I'm like, uh, hi, <laughs> he's like, how are you? <laughs> like, good. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. What are you doing? It like as we're running, uh, I'm following these girls, you know. And we proceeded to have this like 10 minute conversation as we're running through the mountains. You know, it's so random, but like those are the moments that I just absolutely love. Right. That's that's very amazing to hear. Yeah, I feel like even having the big gears and the big the big, big gears. Um, I feel like you always revert back to the small things because it's so easy to just pick it up and shoot, right? And it's what we're kind of used to and what we started with. Um, and I feel like it's the most um, basic and most comfortable thing to go back to, right? In that sense. 
Um, A question I had for you is if you were to restart your career right now, um, what would be one thing that you would tell yourself? Um, I would say, man, uh, take more chances, like believe in yourself. Like even what I, when I said earlier, uh, the idea of being a gimbal operator, that was so far fetched to me, like in my head, it was like, I'll never be able to do that. And now I'm like an aerial DOP. Like I fly around in the helicopter on a weekly basis, you know, operating a like next level gimbal, you know, like a shot over, you know? So I would say like, man, be more confident, like believe in yourself. Like the, the sky's the limit. Nothing is impossible. You know, like when you, when you meet uh, these actors on set or these like legendary DPs or legendary directors, like they're normal people, (laughs) they're normal people that just have enough confidence to pursue their dream, you know? And so I would say, uh, yeah, I like, have more confidence and believe in yourself because anything is possible. You know, you don't have to, it's just, man, sometimes we, we create our own prison in our head. Like, ah, uh, yeah, only the professionals, only if I go to film school, will I ever be able to do that? Or only if I own this camera or only if I have this connection, like, man, only if you believe that you can do it, you know, honestly, that's, that's the only limit. And so that's probably what I would tell myself. Um, when I, when, so I was an intern uh, at one place, and when I was getting ready to start my first job, I, I asked uh, one of my mentors, I, I said, okay, it's going to be my first uh, job in the, in the media realm. Like, what should I do? You know, like, it's such a broad question. But he had a, he had a very quick answer. He said, help everybody. Because when you help everybody, like, that's the quickest way to realize your own dreams is by helping somebody else fulfill their dreams. And man, that has really served me well. Like even here at Dubai Film, like I try to help anywhere and everywhere that I can. And in the process of, of helping other people out on their projects, like I learn new stuff, you know, I learn their style or their way or, and, and honestly, like if you're a guy that wants to help out, uh, then other people are more willing to share the secrets of the trade with you, you know? So for me, uh, like I just try to be around people that, are passionate and know what they're doing and, and try to help them any way I can and, and pick up whatever I can along the way. I mean, if I can give a quick story along those lines, um, when I first came to Dubai film, I was just supposed to be like a drone guy slash cameraman. And, um, one day, I don't, this is only like two months after I moved here. I took some of the footage from, uh, just my camera and I made a quick edit. I sent it to my boss. And he, he sent me a message. He's like, did you edit this? I was like, yeah, I edited it. He's like, okay. He writes something down. He's like, go shoot this and make something nice. That's it. That's all he said. Make something nice. So I went and I shot. It was like hot air balloons. I, I shot the hot air balloons. I made an edit. I sent it back to him. And then they posted it uh, on the Instagram. And then he gave me another one. And then another one. And they kept getting bigger to like the third one in. It was the World Air, air Games that year. He's like, pick whatever crew you want, whatever gear you want go make something nice again. Like that was always like, <laughs> so we go, we filmed for a couple of days. I took a few guys, we filmed for a few days. I made an edit and again, it got posted. And then after that, they called me in and he said, okay, we're going to create a new unit here at X Dubai. It's going to be called the X unit. You're going to be the director uh, of that unit. Uh, basically from this point on, you're creating all the content for X Dubai. Well, of course that was like my dream come true, like shooting sports, right? 
Well, then our company went through a transition and we came a little bit more corporate. And in that transition, uh, one of the directors had left Dubai Film. And so uh, at that point, I became the only director uh, left. And so everything that came to Dubai Film at that point, I directed. And I remember one of my, well, my first really big job, and by really big job, I mean like huge casts, like 50 plus cast members, uh, large crew, a lot of cameras. Like I had never been uh, on, in that environment before, that many people, you know? And uh, I, I remember telling my assistant director, his, his name was uh, Barish, amazing guy. And I remember telling him, man, uh, this is my first time. Like I've never been on a set this big before. So you're going to have to help me out. And man, I remember he was so friendly and he was like, man, no worries. I'll help you out. And as an example, I had never been in a situation before where uh, the client had asked for a PPM, right? PPM. And so the, the client, like two days before the big shoot, and this is like for Abu Dhabi tourism, like it was this, this Yas Island, which is essentially like the Disney world of uh, the Middle East, right? Huge, huge theme park. And we were doing the brand film for the entire thing. Uh, and so they wanted to go through the PPM. So the, he looks at me, he's like, what time are we going to do the PPM? And I remember for a second, like my heart dropping, like what's a PPM, right? And Barish, who was beside me, just jumps in. He's like, yeah, tomorrow morning at nine o'clock. Does that work for you guys? They're like, yes, great. Thank you. We'll see you there. They walk away and Barish puts his arm around me. He's like, it's a pre-production meeting. When, uh, when you get to a, a set this size, they want to have a meeting like this to make sure everybody's on the same page wardrobe, all this kind of stuff. They want to know that what they're paying for is going to be what what uh, what they get. And so like it was little things like that that happened all throughout the week that, uh, man, honestly, if it wasn't for somebody helping me out, it would have been a trade rep probably, you know, and in the end, it was a huge success. Right. And so for me, I want to do that for for other people, you know, like there, there's times that people will message me on Instagram. Can we just get lunch? And I want to pick your brain. And man, I love those moments because for me, it's like, if, if I wouldn't have had that, like I wouldn't have succeeded, you know? And so I, I want to be able to give that back to other filmmakers as well. So yeah, sorry for the long answer. No, it was a great answer. And it's such a, a wholesome story too. I feel like anybody watching this, they're just gonna, you know, get such positive energy from your story and, you know, it's gonna help them help other, other people. And I feel like just from sharing your story today, a lot of people are gonna go out and, and do good things for the world and for themselves. Um, I kind of wanted to dive into directing a little bit because we talked a lot about your story and how you got to where you are, and your, your first chance as a director, which was really, really cool. Thank you for sharing. Um, I kind of wanted to know a little bit about your process as a director. You know, like, are you more on the technical side? Are you more, you know, working with the actors? Like, what is your forte as a director? Yeah, um, I really love the whole process of the the stunt. I would say if, if, I, if I had to pick one thing that I really get excited about, it's the stunt. And so sometimes I will get really caught up on like, what's the big stunt in this video? Um, and forget sometimes that I need to pay a little bit more attention to the story <laughs> leading up to the stunt, you know? Uh, and so I love that process. So for example, we just finished uh, a commercial for PlayStation. And we had two wingsuit athletes that jumped from the top of the world's tallest building, the Burj Khalifa. They jumped off and they flew around and flew through another building that had kind of a hole in the middle. Uh, and 
that whole process we had been talking a bit about for uh i mean it was it was a couple weeks leading up to that and we we had been talking about wanting to set a a uh, a world record for flying low under something and at that point playstation had come to us and asked us uh, basically they said hey guys we need something exciting uh and we need our brand on it what can you give us uh and we would like an icon in dubai and so it just kind of it kind of fit uh what they needed and so we offered them okay we have these two wingsuit athletes uh it would be great if we jumped from the burj khalifa fly through this other building and essentially the story was they're delivering the playstation to the city as as they're at the top their wingsuits light up blue and then as they fly down through the city the city changes to blue uh and so the story part came later it was like oh yeah we, we we need to add a story to this because i was so like engulfed in the stunt you know and so i would say that i yeah i just lean that way i love sports and i love that whole side of it um so yeah i need i need to work uh, a lot more with the story but there are there are uh, two other people that i work with uh, on a regular basis we have uh emma wood which is our producer and Morgan Carlson, which is our athlete manager at X Dubai, and we brainstorm on a regular basis. And so we have like a portfolio of, of ideas that we keep on hand. So like when brands come and they say, we want to we want to try this or we want to try that, we have something to offer them, you know. And so they're they're a huge part of the entire process. Like just to give you an example of how it would work, maybe I would in the shower have an idea for something, and I would come in. And I would say, hey guys, what do you think about this? And like kind of give a base idea. And then Emma would add something and Morgan, Morgan would add something. And I would, oh yeah, and we could do this also. And it's like, it's just, we kind of bounce ideas off of each other. And so any one of us may have an idea, but at the end of it, it's like we've all participated in the process, you know? And so, man, I love it. Honestly, I love working with those guys. I mean, also the guys that do buy film, like man, super, super talented guys. Um, but most of the guys that do buy film are like, feature film kind of guys um they love working on movies and like huge uh commercial projects and which is amazing like man they have tremendous skill set like these guys are next level um but i i love the smaller team and like the the nimble run and gun and make stuff happen quick uh type atmosphere so we do pull on dubai film guys uh, a lot here and there we might throw a big toy here and there but you know to be honest, I feel like the more that I've used the big toys, and to be fair, guys, when I first started, I used the big toys a lot because it's like, oh my gosh, look at these, all these amazing toys, right? But then, like, as I used them more, it was like, ah, oh, you know, I don't know that uh, maybe it would be better handheld here. Actually, uh, I just did a project recently where we uh, filmed an artist and we brought the smaller techno crane, 22 foot techno crane, and we put the Phantom Flex on it. And the moves were nice, but then when we took the flex off and got the camera like close to the action, it was like, oh, this is way better. You know, but it's so much simpler, you know? And so, yeah, the toys can be, uh, they can they can try to pull you away. Uh, but I, I really feel like every tool has a, has its place, you know? It's kind of like this discussion. Uh, we get into this discussion a lot on Clubhouse, like, oh, what's the best camera out there? And it's like, ah, well, all, all the cameras are amazing. Like uh, each each camera has its its time and its place and works better in this situation. It's the same with all the toys, you know? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, 
when you first went into uh, directing, did you go straight into directing in uh, cinematography or was there like a, um, you had something before that you really liked doing? Uh, how did it all begin in that sense? Yeah, pretty much straight in. Uh, like I said, I, I started editing a few things, um, which it, it kept growing bigger and bigger and bigger. My boss kept giving me bigger jobs to do to the point uh, that finally a very large job came to Dubai Film and I was the only guy to do it, really. And uh, after that, it was kind of all downhill from there. It was kind of like it gave me the confidence of like, oh, I handled this, then I can do uh, other things as well. And so, uh, yeah, I kind of got thrown into the deep end very fast. So that was, okay, 20, I mean, I had been making stuff for some time, but I'm talking about like a set, like there's a lot of cameras, there's a lot of people, there's actors, like I'm talking about a proper set. That was like the big, the end of 2015. Uh, and I had only come to Dubai October of 2015. So yeah, I, I got thrown into the deep end very fast. But man, that's Dubai. Like they're, the environment here is very much like, well, can you do it? Then do it, you know? And <laughs> if you continue to perform, if you continue to deliver, they're going to continue to give you more things, you know? And so it's very much a place of, uh make your dreams come true you know there's a lot of opportunity here there's well the whole vibe of du dubai is dream big and shoot for the stars you know like you you see that in every sector i mean geez look at look at all the world records that are in dubai like they love the biggest the tallest the longest the whatever <laughs> kind of record that they can get you know and so it's just that kind of place right that's a very good mindset to have and a very good motto for dubai to have as well uh, I know you worked a lot with a bunch of big brands, which I'm guessing it was all contained like through the company that it came to you. Right. Um, could you give us a little bit of uh, back end or experience of what's different from working with these big brands compared to, you know, when you first started off and working with just, you know, brands that aren't that big? Is there a huge difference that you see um, that you can tell us a little about? Yeah, you know, it, you know, it's funny working with the bigger brands, they tend to be the ones that trust you a lot more. It's it, normally the bigger brands, they'll say, okay, X Dubai, we or Dubai film, we know that uh, you can deliver. We've, we've seen your track record. We see your style, Gary. Uh, we like it. Here are the key things that we need. Uh, outside of that, we need you to come up with a concept and, and deliver. And you always have, you know, you always have like brand guidelines that you have to stick to, but everybody has to stick to that, you know. Outside of that, they're they're quite open-handed in, um, in um, the creative process. I would say as you get to the smaller brands, they tend to be like more micromanaging, you know, and wanting to be like directly involved in the process. Sometimes that can be good. Sometimes it can be really bad, you know? And so, uh, yeah, I, I prefer working more with the bigger brands, not because they pay more money, but just because they, they tend to take more of an attitude of like, okay, we know you guys can deliver, deliver something amazing, so. Right, that makes sense. And I know you were talking a little bit about having ideas to bring forward to them um, once they do come to you, right? Yeah. Is that correct? Do you guys have a few ideas in, in the back of your head and once, they're like, hey, what can you deliver to us? You guys present that to them? Yeah, always. We we have a whole list of like storyboards and ideas that we have ready all the time. 
um, man, I, I would say that would be my advice to uh, upcoming filmmaker is like, you can, anybody can go buy a camera. Anybody can go buy a light. Like gear is not what makes you an amazing filmmaker. It's ideas, you know? So really focus on formulating ideas and get out and shoot things so that you, you feel like the tempo and pacing and how people will interact with each other and how scenes will play out. Because at the end of the day, the story is the king, you know, the idea is what people will pay for. Like it's very rare that a company is going to come to you and say, are you going to shoot with uh, this camera? No, they want to hear what's your idea, you know, tell us your idea because it's only your idea that will make us go with you versus this other guy, not what camera you use. The only time camera comes up, I've had it uh, a couple of times for like brand films. So like a, a, a brand film would be like, okay, like Dubai tourism, they want you to shoot, to shoot content that they're going to play for the next five years. So at that point, they're going to say, okay, what camera are you shooting it on? Because it's very important that it's something like a red helium that's going to last a long time. But outside of that, like I have never had a client say to me, oh, are you shooting on this camera or that? No, it's always the story, the idea, you know? And so, man, work on formulating ideas. Learn how to do basic storyboarding. Learn how to write your idea out on a piece of paper that makes sense, you know? Because in the process of doing that, you will also learn how to do an elevator pitch, you know, which is so important. Like you need to be able to, in, in one minute, get the idea across to somebody who's super busy, you know? Like I get messages on Instagram all the time that like, and like I said earlier, like I want to help people on Instagram, but sometimes people will send me these messages that are like, forever long and i'm like are you are you serious like man get get to the point you know uh and so yeah that that whole process in and of itself is so important for a filmmaker to to learn that process and and how did how did you learn yourself like you know talking to big clients did you have a mentor did you kind of just pick it up shadowing other directors and your colleagues yeah so some of that came uh early on uh, because I did a lot of like public speaking uh, type of things. And so I kind of had to learn how to deliver stories in a concise and effective way. And then that, excuse me, that kind of transitioned into being able to deliver a, a an idea in a more concise way. And then of course, working with uh, other people in the industry at X Dubai and Dubai Film, they uh, were able to help in that process as well. Uh, I mean, the producers at Dubai Film, for example, like that's part of their job is to be able to package this stuff in a way that the client will will bite, you know. And so, being able to to learn from them, uh, watching a lot of stuff on YouTube, um, man, I'm I I would say this is another like huge tip. Like, there is so much information on YouTube podcasts like man it's so available nowadays like even in the early 2000s it wasn't that much you know but nowadays like you can find information everywhere so like when i'm driving to or from work uh, anytime i have a moment if i'm if i'm running whatever it is that i can just listen for a few minutes to different things i'm constantly learning from people like even small run and gun backpack guy on youtube to roger deacon's podcast you know like that's a whole world of difference but I'm constantly learning all the time, you know, getting new ideas, uh, watching, watch, trying to 
watch uh, films that interest me or short videos and try to break it down. How did they like that? I wonder, I wonder if we could take a, a spin on this concept and take it to the next level. And so like, as you're constantly bouncing ideas off of people, then uh, it grows and grows and grows. And finally, one day you find, ah, now I can sell this. This is a formulated idea, you know? So yeah, find find other people that uh, are like-minded, that encourage you, that uh, help uh, along in the process. And, and yeah, like you said earlier, a mentor, man, that's huge. I've had several guys in my life uh, along the way that have helped me so, so much uh, that a mentor really is important. I mean, learning in general. I mean, that's the moral of the last 10 minutes of what I've said, just learning in general. So Yeah, for sure. And, and I, I like that you also said that like learning, almost like learning from anybody, you know, the guy on YouTube who goes around with his A7S3 versus like his huge director who owns a production company, learning from both of them and like, you know, what are the different ideas that you can gain from both people? I think there's yeah. this uh, attitude, at least in our, you know, Canadian filmmaker community, that we currently, you know, communicate in, that uh, you need good gear to produce something amazing. And we get this all the time where people are asking us like, oh, what kind of camera should I get? You know, like, what's the best lens to, to do this? Like, what if I want uh, this type of look, you know, stuff like that. And I just think that people are always looking for getting the most gear to produce the work when it's really like, how can you be resourceful you know there's there's so many diy solutions to get like a soft light or 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 you know um get like a shallow depth of field and and i think uh, being resourceful and learning from from every type of creator is a very useful skill and mindset to have and um, i think you just explained it really really well um for any for anybody who's who's listening to this i feel like if you just jumped in you guys should definitely go back to the beginning of this live stream and listen to everything Gary has had to say because there's so much valuable, you know, ingredients that make a successful filmmaker. And I just think you you hit so many important points. Um, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. We are about to wrap it up here. So if anyone has any questions, we completely forgot to mention it at the beginning of the live. If you have any questions, just leave it below um, and we can answer it. There's a little question mark down there. Uh, if we do have a little bit of time um, and we get a few questions in, uh, we could get we could answer one or two questions before we head out um, here. I did have a question in mind that I completely forgot when I started speaking. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're just gonna look at some questions here, see if anyone has any. I actually have a, a personal question for you, Gary, that I'm kind of interested in. I really like your stories, just the way you talk about the things you've been through. It's just so interesting. The the one story you talked about how you kind of got thrown into the role of, the, of a director and then you had, you know, your AC kind of like, you know, tell you everything you, you needed to know that you were missing out on. I kind of want to, like, I, I talk about this a lot, but just like kind of diving into some of the struggles you, you, you came across during your upcoming as a director and, you know, the mindset you had during it. Because I know that, people are going to hit walls. And if you don't have like a good mindset or the right mentality to overcome those obstacles, they can, they can literally become, you know, a, a, something that stops you like a limiting belief, right? You came across this problem, you couldn't handle it. So it scares you from reapproaching it. But you know, you were thrown into the role of a director, proper set, like 50 plus people, actors, directors, producers, everybody, you know, 
what were some of the limiting beliefs that you had and how did you tackle them? Yeah, when you're the director, you just feel a lot of pressure. Everybody's looking at you. You know, like when there's a bad movie, uh, it's very rare that somebody will ask the question like, oh, well, who was the producer? No, it's like, who was the director? You know, like that's yeah. always the question. That's always what people say. And so like you yeah. feel that all the time. You feel the fact that the client is spending a ridiculous amount of money so that they can sell their product, you know, and that you have to deliver on something. And so, yeah, it can be super intimidating. Um, if you're working with experienced people, uh, man, some of the people I work with at Dubai Film, they're like the best of the best, you know, and imagine like, all of a sudden this guy is directing that he's only directed small stuff before. Right. So like you feel that on the inside, uh, but the thing that you have to have as a director is confidence. Like, man, if you don't come in confident that you know what you need to get, then man, it, it's going to be painful. It's going to be painful because the, the reality is that if you can at least be confident, to know this is what I want to accomplish, this is what I want to get, then all the other professionals that are there to help you, they're gonna help you figure out how to get that, you know? Because the director, the director does not just like pull this stuff out of his rear, like he doesn't just come up with it on his own, like it takes a team of people, you know? Uh, and a lot of times it is a very, very large team. And so if you can have the confidence uh, on set to say, okay guys, this is where we're going give them the vision make it clear uh paint the picture and say all right let's do it how are we going to do this you know that's when all the like seasoned professionals will say okay this is what we can do with lights this is how we can move the camera and so on and so forth and down the line you know and so i would say uh that's the biggest thing as far as uh, directing goes man you got to have the confidence and you you have to know what you want you know i've been on uh i've been on sets before that the director just doesn't know what he wants like he has a vague idea but because he doesn't have like a concrete idea he can't explain it to the rest of the crew and so you find yourself in a situation where guys are standing around like what are we trying to do right now you know and man that that's painful you know mm -hmm. so for me yeah uh i i always try to come in confident uh to know like this is where we're going guys uh let's let's collab collaborate on making it uh, effective and getting there quickly so. awesome okay I'm, I'm just gonna reiterate it back for myself just to to see if i got it right because i love the idea of directing i i you know dop technic the technical sides of directing as well um what i got from it is like you know know your vision be confident about your vision but then don't take on all the responsibility yourself to create that vision you have a team communicate it to the other professionals and work together to to create something incredible is what I got from that. Yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, the worst thing you can do is be intimidated because your DOP or uh, your cinematographer comes up with a, an amazing idea and you think in your head, oh, if I take his idea, then it's going to make me look like I don't know what I'm doing. No, like that's why they're there. You know, you say thank you very much for that idea, you know, and, and you implement it. Or if it's a bad idea, like you just got to be honest with them. Hey, you know what? Uh, I get what you're saying. I understand what you're saying, but we're going in this direction instead. You know, you just have to be clear and concise. You have to direct. You know, and uh, if they're a, if they're an actual professional, they'll thank you for that. You know, okay, great. Mm -hmm. He hurt me, but he wants to go this way instead. Like, man, the the guys that are really professionals, they get that all the time. They're used to that. You know, so 
be clear, be concise, and make sure everybody knows where, where they're going. Amazing, amazing. Uh, I think we're about to close off here, but Jerry, if you want to have or provide any closing statements or advice, I feel like you've given amazing advice. If there was any one advice that you can give to anybody pursuing the film world, um, you know, what, what would you like to, to tell them? Yeah, uh, pull from anybody and everybody, uh, make connections. Because again, like as you heard my story, at the end of the day, like connections are a big deal. And so um, I know some people don't like to do this, but I'm a big believer in like, if, if, if you even have to offer yourself free to, to get in here or, or get in there, like do it just so you can be around and so you can learn and so you can make connections. Ask people to go to lunch, like honestly, I love it when people ask to go to lunch. Like I love it when people want to learn, you know? And so you would be really surprised how many other professionals out there are also just as excited to, to take those opportunities. So, so yeah, uh, ask, learn, uh, and connect with people. That's amazing. I think out of the 10 episodes we've done so far, every single person has talked about connection in some way or another which really puts it into perspective. Um, before we close off here, I have one question. It can just be a yes or no um, answer. Uh, school or no school, do you recommend it? <laughs> yeah, this topic comes up a lot. Uh, I would say if you are good at school, then yeah, why not? Uh, if, you're, if you're like me and you really stink at school, then no way, like why would you do that? So, and let me elaborate briefly. When you go to film school, you make connections with people that last for your entire life. Okay. So, and what I mean by that is it only takes one of those people. So let's say your class is, I don't know, 50 people. Only one of those people have to make it and all 50 people make it because you, you make lifelong connections in film school. All right. So yes, if you are a school type person, then of course go to film school. It's going to help. Like, of course it's going to help. You're going to make amazing connections and it will pay off. If you stink at school like I do, then no way, don't don't do it. You know, uh, so yeah, it's it's one of those things that uh, uh, it can go either way. You know, right, right, amazing. For anyone who wants to catch some of your work or find you um, on the podcast, um, if you can just spell out where they can reach you at, that would be amazing. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, at Dubai Film. Uh, on Instagram at X Dubai, also uh, on YouTube, uh, Dubai Film and X Dubai, uh, or at G Blakesley. Uh, that's where you can message me personally if you want. Um, yeah, more than happy to help with uh, anything and everything. So, thanks for Amazing. having me, guys. Of course, of course. Thank you for coming on. We really appreciate your time, my dude. Awesome. Thank you so much. Instagram. I hope you guys got some value. If you're listening on the podcast, I hope. You guys got some value. If you can do us one favor, if you're listening, one favor we ask of you guys is share this with someone um, that you, if you got a little bit of even value out of this, just share it with one person um, and make them get some value out of this. Aside from that, I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast, uh, Instagram live. I hope you guys enjoyed the live wherever you're watching. Hope you enjoyed it. Dan, you got anything to say before we hop off here? Good luck, guys. I don't think I can. I don't think I can. <laughs> Thanks, Jerry. You too. See ya.